Donnie's like, I hate these people. I hate them so much. Donnie's crunching. I'm eating myself. I'm still eating myself. Donnie's munching on the crust. Oh, he's eating his fucking protein crouton. Donnie's. You're still eating croutons? You got yourself muted? Uh, salad. It's not just oh, croutons. Oh, I thought you were just... <laughs> not just the croutons. <laughs> you were munching on a bag of croutons I did, too. I, I don't judge. I used nah. to do that when I was a kid before I liked salad. <laughs> and that's what we'll begin with. Golden Gods and Goddesses, welcome to Season 5 of Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. Over 50 episodes and so many... Awesome episode reviews we have done together. Welcome to the podcast. We are partners in podcasting and partners in life here. My name is Brayden, and I got Adam with me in the room. Hey, what's up? And we got a couple people on the phone with us because uh, we can't plan anything correctly. I'll, I'll let you guys duke it, out, duke it out over who gets to introduce themselves first. Uh, what's up, y'all? It's Donnie. Sorry we couldn't make it to Mississippi to record in person. <laughs> We've been no, trying I'm for months. I'm canned cheese. Mm. You're what? Canned cheese. Cheese in the can. Spray Sprayed cheese? Sprayed on crackers at a real estate. Mm. Uh, Dude, those are thing. fire. That's classy shit. I'm a sucker for spray cheese. in a can yeah. growing up a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah, spray cheese, that's what it's called. That's what they call yeah. it. That sounds very uh, Chicago. It, there's cheese. absolutely no redeeming value in it. Literally nothing about it is... It's not even cheese. It, remotely, it's it's barely even in a can. Yeah, <laughs> it can barely be contained. Uh, <laughs> this is the start of Season 5, you guys. This is it. We are starting Season 5 with Episode 1 today. We are talking about the gang exploits the mor mortgage crisis. You guys remember the mortgage crisis? You guys remember? Oh, yeah. Good, good 2008 times. Oh, I yeah. I remember smearing shit on the walls. When my mom was like, we got to leave the we house. Get out of here. <laughs> we chased from house to house, mortgage to mortgage, shit wall to shit wall. We got, uh, on the walls. We got a hell of an episode for you guys today. Uh, we got some side characters to talk about. We got... We got some interesting uh, lingo that Charlie breaks out this episode. There's a lot to love, a lot to talk about, possibly a lot to hate, depending on what you think. But before we get into that, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at AlwaysSunnyPod, uh, to get updates on when we're releasing episodes, and get notified when new episodes come out by hitting subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, including where you're listening to it uh, right now. In this very moment, uh, if you can safely pull out your phone and hit subscribe, do that. Yeah. All right. Now that we got the business out of the way, uh, let's give a quick shout out. We got a message on our subreddit that uh, I I think this was sarcasm. I sent this to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think this was sarcasm. Read like that. Uh, because they're under the impression that our podcast is named always sunny pod. Cause that's what our uh, reddit, our subreddit is called. Uh, it's, uh, this is from William one bastard. Uh, I like your name there. Uh, I'm sure your pod is great and all, but the guys now have their own pod with exactly this name. It would be respectful of you to pivot to a review of their podcast. Uh, very meta of you, sir. William, very meta of you. Uh, so we'll go ahead and give you a shout out, even though there's no way in hell you've listened to a single episode because you you would know that uh, the show is called Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards, mm -hmm. yeah. which is what you're listening to right Also, his I would parents say it would be disrespectful. His parents had him out of wedlock, and that's why he's a bastard, so we don't listen to that, those people. Those are true. Those are good points. I mean, there's good points. You know, you, you listen both people are the Dish of the Day and William One Bastard both make good points. Both of them make good points. Yeah, you sound like you're playing both sides. So you're playing both sides the... so that I always come out on top. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get into Fan this. Fan service, you know. Shall we? Yeah. Season five, episode one. Guys, we got new writers. We oh, got yeah. new directors. Mm. We got a lot of good stuff here today. We got um, we got Frank buying a foreclosed house. We got, uh, we, he's going to sell it off, uh, you know, do the house flipperoo thing. Oh, well, you know, I found something cooking on the stove. That's pretty what unresponsible. I can't Man, believe they geez. left all this stuff in the house. I mean, what's the deal? Do we, do we have to burn it? Hey, get the hell out of our house. Jesus. There's people here. Squatters. We're not squatters. 
squatters. This is our house. What do you mean your house? I bought this house. We own this you house. You didn't buy it from us. You bought it from the bank. We didn't sell. Oh, look, bitch. We bought it from them because they foreclosed on your bitch. Mac and Dennis uh, give their try as Hugh Honey and Vic Vinegar, partners in real estate, partners in life. Iconic. You jerks aren't supposed to be here when my mom and dad are at work. Your mom and dad aren't at work. That's why they lost the house. They're probably at the dog track getting wasted. Dude, eat my boogers. You eat my boogers! Oh, hey, Vic, Vic, wow. Smell that vinegar boiling up inside you, but I need you to save some of it for the customer. And uh, D is going to be a surrogate for a very nice couple. This episode was directed by Randall Einhorn, uh, who you might know from The Office, Parks and Recreation, Fargo, the TV series. Uh, you got Shameless under his credits. And uh, most recently, Abbott Elementary, which I haven't watched, but I have heard good things, but uh, haven't watched. Uh, Also on this episode, we got uh, Becky Mann writing for the first time. Uh, We got Becky Mann, who has also worked on Modern Family and uh, The Real O'Neills. So you got that. Congratulations. Welcome to the show, Becky. Um, and on top of that, we got Audria CLF, who has writing credits on this, along with Charlie, Glenn, and Rob, of course. Let's get into this. Uh, as I said, it was about the uh, mortgage crisis. Started on out. We, we, we got um, the guys starting this episode with a downbeat kind of Seinfeld conversation about the logistics of owning hummingbirds. Uh, Gentlemen. I want to bring to your attention the Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918, which prohibits owning of hummingbirds. So Charlie was right. Hummingbirds are illegal tender. It is illegal to own a hummingbird. So it's illegal to own a hummingbird, but it's legal to use a hummingbird as payment? Bird law in this country, it's not governed by reason. This country is barely governed by reason anymore. Yeah, especially doubly so for bird law. Oh, yeah. Bird law. Is this the introduction of bird law in the show? I believe this is the first time we get a... This is the first time we get bird law. Yes, not the first time Charlie goes uh, toe-to-toe lawyer-wise, but uh, we we see him don his lawyer garb. But, um, yeah, this is the first time we get bird law. Very wonderful. I think that... I I think we'll get into this, but just watching, like, the subtleties of... Dennis behind Charlie throughout the entire episode really makes the episode a lot of fun. What do you mean like subtleties? Whenever Charlie opens his mouth about law and Dennis is there, the look of bewilderment. You gotta watch his face. The look of bewilderment is like, where's he going with this? Okay, this is this is the most ridiculous thing that anyone has ever said. Character-wise, they're kind of cranked up to an extreme on this episode, yeah. and yet they all seem to call each other out on their weirdness at the same time. I'll get it. I'll get into this much yeah. later in the episode. We're still like, kind of yeah. in the uh, the cold open here. But what do you think of the cold open? Do I, you like it? If you got a seagull, it would blast your eardrums. What? <laughs> That's what he says oh. when they're talking about. <laughs> birds he goes if you got a seagull it will blast your ear i completely <laughs> missed that one so wait so yeah. are seagulls legal tender did you did you get that one figured out too only on the coasts are they legal as well well i mean i mean charlie did not mention anything about that in the cold open i'm asking bird treaty guy i'm, I'm asking oh. professor uh, actually does bird research Bird treaty act of 1918 only covers migratory birds i think seagulls stay in their area Wait, are hummingbirds birds are migratory? Did did yeah, we just learn were. something on this very, podcast? They fly very fast. Well, <laughs> I know they fly very fast, but like, do they migrate very fast? Is what I'm asking. I thought here. all birds migrate. Hashtag not we all could birds. Google. Not the swallows. Well, this is the quickest. This is the quickest we've gone off track. Hummingbirds like flapping and flying and like insanely <laughs> slow motion. Yeah, yes. they're pretty wild. Or a woodpecker. <laughs> they go like they, they fucking <laughs> peck. Before, before yeah, we switch are wild to the too. bird, what about the news? News, news, news. Yes, I love news, the chanting. News, news. I love the chanting in the cold open. Like they're they they, flush, they flush, ignored. Flush. They completely yeah. They completely ignored D. Oh, oh my god! And then they just completely like 
are taken in by whatever Frank is saying. And I think that was so funny. Uh, you know, it's, I didn't, I didn't recall being so meta, honestly. I didn't, it's like, at first I was thinking it was like, it's is very straightforward. They know what they're about, but yeah. like the, the fact that they, um, kind of like call it out as like a, we could take the baby yeah. thing, like the baby story basically yeah. and combine it with the house story. And yeah. then they're like, no separate house, house, house. That kind of is the charm of It's Always Sunny as the show has progressed. Is they get more and more meta. Are you, it's great sometimes, but I, yeah. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't getting a little sick of it already, I, to be honest with you. In the later seasons, I completely understand that. I'm with you. Like, yeah. But we're not there yet. I thought it just had to do with Steve. Yeah. I, maybe I'm yes just too. trying to read past. Yes, too. I did. Maybe because we are doing the podcast and we've been talking about like A and B plots and these storylines. I, w- I also had that same thought that like are they are they're very conscious of themselves of doing like two separate storylines and meeting and stuff. Yeah. So you, it was kind of it was meta. I had that same exact thought. You organizing your room there, Dish of the Day? Huh? Oh, is that one Donnie? No, it's not me. Which one of you is scurrying around again? Guys, what have we said about <laughs> scurrying on Mike? Yeah. As soon as we start recording, I let my rats out. Oh, so it's them doing the scurrying? Yeah, they they nip at me because I'm a can of fucking cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, watching this episode, I completely forgot they do at the end. They're trying and actually combine the baby in the house yeah. idea. Um, yeah. Baby in the house. Baby in the house, which I'll explain my gripe with that much later. But it's it's funny. <laughs> in my notes, I was like, how would they possibly combine these two ideas? What In what world would these two ideas want to uh, combine? So it's funny later that they were like, we should combine the ideas. Last time they had anything to do with the baby, they painted it and tried to kill it with a machete. Yeah, not a great so, track record. So they don't have a great track no, record. No, not a great track record at all. Uh, what did you guys think about the the Diaz pregnant storyline? The Juno storyline? Yeah, because this was very close to yeah. the release of Juno and the cultural craze of Juno. Fellas? Never seen Wait, Juno. it was after Juno? <laughs> Two years, like a year and a half after Juno. Ellen Page. What are you talking about, Flabonius Jones? I'm saying Juno came out 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. You've been in a coma. Cat Daddy? God, you're pulling. You're doing. You're doing the the thing. The 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 thing where it sounds like everything in your life was written off the script of Juno again, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> God damn. There was a six month period in college where you did this, and I'll tell you what. It wasn't funny then, and it wasn't uh, funny now. What movie? Wait, what? What movie did he do that? Just with? trying to do some Juno character for comedy, six right? months. I the hamburger phone. Yeah, he bought the hamburger phone, too. For six months in college, this guy talked like he was a character in Juno. I don't remember this. I couldn't get a single thing out of him. I was like, hey, man, did you do the homework for, like, 102 or whatever? And he'd be like, sure thing, Zim Zam. <laughs> and I was just like, what does that mean, dish of the day? And you're like, don't float it, scote it. I'm like, what? It's because, it's because a teenager gets pregnant. That's why. That's why people like that movie. Oh, was it that? I thought it was a sir. I don't remember that movie whatsoever. I I think uh, Jason Jason Bateman's the good guy in it, right? He plays the the wholesome father yeah, who, who's trying to who get looks the baby. after Juno and, and yeah. tries to get the baby. I'm being sarcastic. He's a douchebag. In that Is he? Movie. I don't remember Jack yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, he's 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 a he plays a ends up being a douchebag in that uh, movie. Uh. Yeah, so Juno, uh, obvious reference in this one, we're seeing again, uh, the gang has always been relevant, the gang has always been meta, um, this this show has not changed, will not change, mm-hmm. uh, but you, you guys have heard the, the whole thing over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, what do you guys think of the couple that, that D is talking to, and like how she tries to like upsell them, kind of? I think they should have gotten him for the 10th. Wait, I don't want ten people inside of me. They should have outdone the Octo Mom. Yeah, <laughs> you guys remember Octo Mom? Barely. I, I do remember Octo yeah. Mom. I, I like the sensation when I heard her say that. I was, I yeah. like, oh god, this is terrible. Um, Wait, it doesn't sound like you were a fan of this episode. You know, you sound like a bit Vic Vinegar over there. 
I, I got yeah, the vinegar boiling like up inside me. Vinegar. It sounds like you, you, you need to save some of that vinegar for the second half. Look, Dude, man. I was Vic Vinegar on the way over here, but I'm 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 Hugh Honey coming in because we haven't done this in a minute. Not gonna lie, I'm just Frank today. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't throw my toys in the trash. That's wild. The Frank is wild this episode. The Frank we'll Frank is pretty Absolutely. wild this episode. Um, yeah, we got we got the guys uh, exploring I, their storyline, uh, showing up showing up to the house. I was gonna say I. It's fun. I love the lawyer, and I love every scene the lawyer is in. Mm-hmm. Lawyer joins us in this episode. But Britt, I don't know if you were there. Maybe we watched the uh, the Dark Knight over the past weekend or something. Ah, uh, yes. When we were trapped in uh, Utah, you know? and I was unable to publish <laughs> the season four finale, which right. still hasn't come out It'll as we're there. recording this. Oh yeah, we <laughs> That was that was a while. Fuck the snow. But anyway, but fuck we were watching the, the Dark snow. Knight, and like you know, the whole plot of is the Joker's trying to bring down like everyone to his level. That's what the gang has done to the lawyer and just about everyone in their lives. He, and they, they, there's no accountability for them, but they 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 bring down every single person to their level. And I'm kind of upset we didn't get to see the duel. Yeah, I agree. That'd be cool between the lawyer and Charlie. I was hoping it was gonna come to that. I was I was hoping it was gonna come to that. I'll be honest, this episode completely flew under my radar. And um, as when Charlie brought up the duel, I forgot he goes to the office yeah. and and really tries to duel him. And then I I forget that he actually accepts it. Yes, he does. Uh, Calls his bluff. That's why the, the lawyer is one of the best characters. I'd say. I'd say he's he's definitely uh, a strong contender for best character because he knows episode. how to like throw it back to them. And then, uh, and then he does eventually break. He will break eventually. No, you know, spoiler alert. But <laughs> you know, you, Fra- Frank's uh, feces line that that wasn't like that wasn't that far off. We had this neighbor who would flip houses back then, and um, one of the houses he acquired before going in to to like going in for the first time when the family was moving out, they took a chainsaw to the first floor. And cut a line through basically every single wall, mm-hmm. um, and it it screwed up the house so bad that it was basically like irreparable. He had to take the, he had to tear the entire place down and rebuild Whoa. it from scratch. Can you can you sue those people for that? that I don't know whatever reckless. came of it because I was like eleven years old yeah. when when I remember hearing this story. Ask your parents. That's wild. I would I'll, love to know about that. I'll ask it. It just reminded me when Frank was like, they smear shit all over the walls and whatnot. I was like, oh, yeah. Would, wouldn't you be feisty? Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. you be a little pissed? Yeah, if the bank tanks, if the bank takes my property. Just because I don't pay it off? Just because I don't have the proper amount of money to maintain it? Just because I took out a loan that was too big and high interest just because i got fooled by someone into giving them a lot of money and i don't have enough money to pay back the bank so they have to take all my property there's no excuse bernie madoff (laughs) (laughs) this episode brought to you by bernie madoff investments may he rest in hell yeah yeah i forget damn what's cool this watching the show it's kind of like a timeline of like fucking all the shit that went down like they're we get Early. to relive the greatest hits yeah. of, of our like Juno, the, the, reset, the Great crisis. Recession. <laughs> yeah, because the gang gets invincible just didn't do it for us. We we need more <laughs> early two thousands media references. Great juxtaposition in this episode. There's a lot of um, excellent like opposites as far as like the story and the characters. Where we got like. Uh, you know Charlie versus the lawyer going on. We got, we got Frank and and his his squabble with this this family. Um, the the dynamic between Hugh Honey and Vic Vinegar that one's probably the most obvious. But there's a lot of great duality in this episode uh, in both the character writing and the story writing. Like um, I guess I, it's good. It's good then to mention Frank going off as the kids. When he walked off with them, I noticed that Frank was the same height as the children. <laughs> it's easily one of the best uh, little shots this this whole episode. Eat my boogers. Is telling him that they're going to throw their toys in the trash. And, and yeah. yes, he is the same height of them. 
like like that thing's like that's great like you got this old guy telling these young kids that are almost taller than him that he's he's gonna like change their room and throw out their toys you got dennis talking about how uh, the gang is a group of civilized folk as they're walking a javelin up calmly to the front door um <laughs> just i don't know a lot of the really good stuff what is the opposite of deus ex machina you know how at Deus Ex Machina, the concept where like miraculous, miraculously, the end of uh, any plot, mm-hmm. something a plot device will be will come in and save the plot, save everything going on. Right? You're familiar with this. Yeah. What is the opposite of that? Because this show is like, oh well, we can't do that because I fucked up. I've there's like is what Frank did. It's like, what is there a term for that? I've it's like. I just feel like well, I mean, was... the law the law is pretty clear, right? If you injure a child, that's child abuse, and in the eyes of the law, you have to give him your house. Yeah. So it doesn't really answer the question no, at all. Doesn't. But to answer your question, you uh, know what I mean? That's a trope going on in this show. It feels I'd say it's more like a trope. Costanzing. Yeah, where it would have like a modern take on it as opposed yeah. to just uh you know, having an established uh, terminology. It's, I don't know. I, Pulling I get, a Costanza or something. It's like a Costanza. It's like we would, everything would be fine if X hadn't happened. It's like, you know, in Scooby-Doo when they has set the trap for the monster and then they fall backwards into successfully trapping the monster. Mm-hmm. It would be like... That's Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, exactly. But I'm basically going in a circle with what you're saying. But yeah. it's, instead it's like, oh the reality is we failed because we failed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a more realistic look, I guess at that. Yeah. They do set it up a little bit. They like, like they, they don't give them leeway in this show. No, it's realistic in that way. And unrealistic in many other ways. Like you can't just settle a lawsuit by giving someone a house, no. but at the end of the day, your shitty decisions. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I, I think I mean, I think in arbitration, I think you can probably like put up anything as a, as a deal, and if they accept that, that's called that's what the settlement that's what a settlement is technically. Right. Okay, maybe it is that simple. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I was too lazy for that and went the journalism route. And even yeah. then, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is communications. Communicating to who? Guys, you there? Nope. I don't know. These Um, what else do we got in this episode? We got uh tit for tat going bird law on it. We got we got the guys doing their uh real estate Hugh Honey Vic Vinegar. Uh what'd you guys think revisiting the Hugh Honey Vic Vinegar bit? The cheese whiz. The cheese whiz, and I think it's absolutely hilarious how delusional they are that they think that they actually sold the house. Yeah. Like I know they're sometimes delusional and Charlie's wild and whatever, but like Dennis and Mag for them both to be like, yeah, this house is sold. This is going to work. Like, I'm sorry, buddy. Is this house for you? <laughs> it's the I, thrill of the sale. The thrill of the sale is awesome. Yeah. That's all they the care about. The they don't sale. care. They don't care about like what happens. They just care about doing things. They're like the Joker. They're just mad dogs. <laughs> Not on leashes. Dude, and once you, they catch the car, they don't know what to do. You're 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 like someone who just saw that movie for the first time. For the you're first like, time. That's why. Fi- that's the greatest wonderful movie of all time. Film, wonderful film. Is it, it brilliant? brilliant? <laughs> it is, dude. I don't, I'll fight anyone. That's the greatest movie of all time. I don't care. No one's no one's disputing that. I'm just asking you to keep the Heath Ledger Joker references to a minimum. It's 2022. Was... We're all about that Joaquin Phoenix and Robert Pattinson Batman. Joey not good reviews not good reviews so far not good reviews and now that we've officially gone off into the the batman verse uh one of my favorite bits i don't know if you guys caught this even though it doesn't make sense is charlie as he reads on with the lawyer books uh, fits the vocabulary that he is supposedly reading into his into his uh, sentences like uh like of your peers he's just fits of your peers in there he besmirched like, me in front, of in front of my peers besmirched like i know charlie can't read and he's illiterate so there's no way he would have learned these words by reading a book but uh it's one of my favorite gags this episode yeah. 
He sounds like me. I didn't get satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> I demand satisfaction from him. He besmirched me. I demand satisfaction from him. Um, yeah, it, he's like someone who is pretending to know what he's talking about. Stringing words together. That, like, like, at first glance, completely makes sense. And like, oh, yeah, what are you saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. But reading between, like, what did you say? But then he makes himself completely redundant. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is one of is this is a good Charlie episode for all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good Charlie episode. Uh, I'd argue it's a good Frank episode. Yeah. What do you, what else do you guys think? Is, anyone else shine this episode? What do you guys think of Frank and Charlie as well? I think that the the characters in this episode are superb. I was going to save that for the for the end half. Okay. I think that you know each of the characters really hits the mark okay well we'll get into that in the yeah we'll have to get that in the second half which is what we're going to do here in two seconds when we come right back we're going to talk about uh season five episode one some more we're going to talk about the mortgage crisis we're going to talk about little fun facts about this episode and things we have found and it'll be great throw it on a scale of one to ten all that good stuff when we come back after this break no bro you should live with your parents forever for now i mean fuck it i don't care i mean there's no basements out here i'd always i always said i'd live in the basement but you should live in their bedroom. You should have like a little dog bed for you. I'll live in the bathroom. Yeah. Under the sink. Yeah. <laughs> they reached down to get toothpaste. Hello! Hello! You must answer my riddles I'll just use three! The, their cat's cat litter is my bed. Oh, God. Oh, God. These little turds is my pillow. Ew. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, Every now and then, they, on cold nights, they'll come in and piss on me and keep me warm. Yeah, there we go. Take a bite of a little turd if you're hungry. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yummy. Pop the whole thing in my mouth. Welcome back to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome back to Rumham and Wild Cards. Uh, very interesting talk so far about Season 5, Episode 1. We're starting things off with the Gang Exploits a Mortgage Crisis, uh, an episode from 2009. We got new writers, new directors, new thoughts, new opinions. Uh, not really. Not really, just kidding. We have a lot of good stuff to say about this episode so far, which is why we're going to get into the second part of this podcast right now. Hit subscribe right quick before we get into it, if you haven't already. Uh, we got four, five, six? Five. We got five categories. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, five categories for you guys today. We're talking about the story, the characters, the quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card for this episode. Uh, we can give up to 10 points for each one for a total of 50 points uh, between, uh, or 200 points between each of us, 50 points each of us. Uh, numbers are stupid. You guys don't care. We're going to talk a bit more about this episode right now, starting with a story. Give it to me, guys. What did you think of the story, Season 5, Episode 1? What was what was your guys' uh, favorite part? Was it, was it uh, the guys all getting in the house or was it your wrong opinion that it was D? It was obviously the Vic Finnegan well, you honey part. I feel like this is this is I feel like I'm not getting judged by a jury of my peers. Oh, you're getting judged by this peer. We'll besmirch you, dude. <laughs> I demand satisfaction. I mean, it's clear that the deck is stacked in the guy's favor. I mean, because you have three out of Thank you. four of the characters. So you think just because they have the quantity, it's it's the quality? You know, quantity has a quality all its own. Oh, God. You sound like my dad on that. You know, son. I think that it's... um. I, I don't think it's quantity over, you know, quality. I, I, I don't... Because the, the people in D's part of the episode were much more cringy and less... Um, like uh, you know, they they gave much less back than the family yeah, associated with the house. The, they were so wild 
because like in because you know because in the beginning they kind of were the ones who were in the wrong that whatever for whatever reason they couldn't afford the house they're at whatever like, Damn, I didn't know Adam was a pro bankist. No, I, not at all. But I'm bankist. saying, like, for like, for yeah, like, the <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that, like, in the way that this episode was set up, like, if you know Frank and Charlie and Dennis and Mac weren't the crazy dumbasses that they were, they would have gotten what they wanted, the house. But you know, that's why it was a much more interesting part of the story. Because there was much more plot there. If Frank would have literally just been patient, yeah, like sure. not even like not being crazy, they could have done crazy stuff from it. afar. Mm-hmm. I guess you don't know how flipping houses works. You can't sit on it. You got to flip it. Yeah, but there, there's a ninety day waiting period. There's ninety days. These gotta, seem I don't like they're ninety day eviction period, but flipping it while the market's down is also not a good idea. I don't know any of these things about that. I feel yeah. I feel like it's not something you flip within the span of a couple days, and that because that's what this episode feels like—a couple days. These are all. These are. It's not technically that quick. I mean, I'm sure you can get it done fairly quick within like weeks and like maybe days, very least. But no, it's not like you buy the house, you own it, and the next day is like, oh, someone gives you cash, boom, it's theirs, and you're done. Like, there's a lot of like transfer. Yeah, but anyways, there's a process. Yeah, like escrow and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I don't think it's just quantity, but when you have obviously the dynamic of them interacting with each other and we touched on it a little bit earlier that every character is kind of at their best. Mm-hmm. So when you have more than them, it's obviously going to be the better story, but I will just argue for the sake that D's storyline is still awesome. And she was doing it very successfully until the until rest of them came in and ruined it. Yeah. So like she was gonna get away with it. She was finally gonna be like winning. She was gonna be scamming the system. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Not really scamming. Damn, this episode is so meta. We're gonna combine both stories. We're gonna combine both. And then I like that. And then they come together at the end, per they always do. They weren't going to, but then the guys decided that it had to. God. Yeah. I'm like like that though. I've always loved the good uh, wraparound. (sighs) No, that's great. I just don't know how how I feel about it being so. Reach around. Sorry, reach around, yes. Uh, I don't know how Sorry. I feel about it being so blatant, straightforward, meta. I don't... I you don't, like it. You do like I, it. It's love-hate, honestly. You, you like it. <laughs> you can't Jedi mind trick me into enjoying... Yeah, I can, dude. Watch me, dude. You do like it. Oh, you know what? I kind of like it. Yeah, I knew it. So. No, I... Yeah, that was fucking quick. Yeah, well, that's, oh, that's I, a Jedi mind quick. <laughs> what can I say? I invest in NFTs. I'm easy to trick. Oh, hey nice. <laughs> Non-fungible nice Tolkien's. Yeah. Um, Tolkien's. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, but I will say de-splitting off. I'm rattled, off. I can't think. I'm rattled. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, de-splitting <laughs> off. I think... I this think is sh- the best... Uh, I don't want to say the best, because that's a stretch. This is one of the better opens I think we've had. I, I like it was longer. It had I a little bit of like disagree. meat to I it. Agree. No, I agree with Donnie. Wow. No. I'm with Donnie. Wow. Wow. I thought, all three of you. I was like best. cheesing so much and then Braden was just like boom and just no, turn my, fr- my smile upside down. And he hates your fun fucking money token. Like yeah, that my either. fucking okay. my stone monkey yeah. pictures, bro. Yeah, bro. Oh, I like those ones. Those ones oh, are kind of cool. Funged, he just turned you fungible. He just made you fungible. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> thought you were non fungible? Boom, fungible. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I just got funged. <laughs> I should see a doctor. Ah, uh, no. Prepare for your yeah. funge bath. <laughs> should Anyways. we get? <laughs> I thought it was a pretty like all. Th- I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna increase my story score. Um, personally, after talking about this, no, I'm look. Here's the thing: this plot is basically a rehash of the Gang Gets Extreme Home Makeover Edition. Just nope, disagree. A little bit more uh, obvious. Hard disagree. In, in in their movements, a little a little bit slower in the pacing. Um, I think there's a couple lull moments. Uh, having said that, every scene is is pretty solid. Um, Here's I don't know. I think it's just straight middle of the road. Gonna rip the bandage off. Five out of ten. Okay. Jesus Christ! No. I gave it an eight. I gave it a nine. I gave it a seven and a half. Um, I could go up to an eight, but I, I like seven and a half. I I disagree with what you're saying, Raiden. I think that this 
episode, plot-wise, is really strong. I like how they're um, kind of aware of it. I kind of, and I especially like how it was, it's too easy, you know, not easy, but like, it seems like they have both schemes, you know, wrapped up and they can easily do it, but they just foil themselves and ruin themselves. I don't know if that's more character we can go that could translate to the character section but i think for the story it's just a lot of fun watching them like foil themselves especially when it's such easy things because they're but we can see that on so many other episodes that have such better plots with such with much more consistent pacing uh that that's that's where my get is but like I, it's also- not it just, not, it just seems like you're docking but, a lot for simplicity, which yeah. isn't bad. I mean, you want more complex. I like the it, journey. Not really. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with the simplicity. I'm My problem is the repeated um, plot lines that are was used literally episodes ago where we have the gang getting and losing houses right away. We have mm. we we got the gang kind of I don't see going like in more lopsided groups now. Like it's not necessarily like copying per se. You think they're like ad libbing? Not not even that. I think it's I think it's just it just I, it, it feels repetitive. Right, it does feel like copying, yeah. I'll say it. But I don't. I don't agree. I don't really see any connection. Not the between, simplicity, though. Sure, I'm okay with that. But I don't see any connection between this one and any other episode. Really? Yeah. No other episodes where they need to give any families a house that we've talked about yeah, like, recently. Yeah, but no, yeah, but that's not. They're not the same thing. None where where D is using a group of two folk to to get what she I used wants. that word wrong. What's the What's the remember those things where like it's just like it's a giant story, but it's basically just like fill in the one word. Mad libs. Mad libs. Ad- oh, oh, mad libs. That's why I was like, I, I thought they were called ad libs. So is that not the same thing? It's a play, mad libs is a play the on definition of an ad lib, and it mad seems like I use that word completely wrong. Yeah, it's a it's a play on ad libbing. Ad libbing is what we're trying to do on this Godforsaken podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Not in my. But Christian is that what you're saying? Like that they're doing is like. They have the exact same storyline. It's just kind of like, oh, well, last time it was replicating a show. Now it's using the mortgage crisis. Like, it's the same story. They're just kind of like plugging in the one, like the, I mean, like the jokes. Not necessarily. The I'm, I'm, I mean, literally just with the the themes of what goes on in the plot. Um, but I, I don't look at it like that. I look at it I as... I wouldn't say it's necessarily repeated if you're saying that. Because, like, I just think they're choosing, like, what's happened in the real world. Yeah, so like they made fun of a real TV show that happened. Now they're made fun of a real situation that's happening or happened. I will. Like, I, I think that's just more of a hate on like, I don't want to say the hate on life, but like, it's kind of just like a hate on what goes on in the real mm-hmm. world. I was like, like stupid shit constantly happens over and over and over again. Like, oh that's just kind of what the fuck happens. I, I, I will. I will say, Donnie, I will actually simplify this and think that this say that this is a good plot because it is simple. When you reduce it to the gang breaking in to uh, you know or you know breaking into or someone's house and trying to sell the house why this while this people this family are currently living there that's funny that's simple that's kind of different from that's the, the gang gets extreme home makeover edition yeah, they, they break gr- into a home when a family's i mean granted they knew it then they're they're gonna, gonna, like, i get purpose. what you're saying but, but that's the thing is like it's a real world situation it's not like they're like making up dumb things like they're making fun of real people in those situations like well, i shouldn't say make fun of real people in those situations because obviously it's not like but they're making fun of like a separate situation like those are two completely different things like one's a tv show one was like a world crisis so, like yeah i get what you're saying they're very similar and you can compare them but i don't think we should blame the gang for like doing both episodes necessarily okay I, Unless I, I get what you're saying, where agree. maybe you, they could, not you could say they take the mortgage crisis and take a different, I, I agree, a, a different story around the mortgage crisis, maybe. But it's it, I just I can't get past it in my head. Like the, despite the intention and and what their end objective was, or even their source material, like I can't I just can't get past the stark similarities of episodes we've seen literally in this past season that 
match what we're seeing in this episode. I'm not going to go I've, further from the five. I'm I, sorry, everyone. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say that was my that yeah. was my best effort. I'm sticking with my nine, but yeah, no, that's fair. Staying my seven point five. Dish of the day, lat, well, final five, eight. Is above five a score too big for you? <laughs> Some wife's gonna not be satisfied. She's only used to little scores. <laughs> only used to little scores here. Uh, here with the five out of ten. Let's move on to characters because yep. it sounds like you wanted to get ten. into that, Adam. Ten. ten out of ten. I'll go nine. Ten. Eight. What? You should have went at least eleven, but ten. Yeah, yeah should have done a twelve. All right, cool. You guys start. This is, where they, this is where they're at. They hit it beat for beat, every single fucking one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'll do it pretty simply. I would say Dennis, Hugh Honey, Mac Vic Vinegar, Charlie Bird Lawyer, Frank, just the greedy, classless self, and then <laughs> D, just in it for the money. And and, and lawyer. Like, lawyer. Just, yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, and then the Jew lawyer. The lawyer is great. He's that. a great character. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. The Jewish man lawyer, sorry. Or there Jewish person lawyer. There you go, whatever. <laughs> the Jewish man lawyer. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, no disagreements here uh, as far as characters go. I think we see a lot of characters really hitting their stride in this episode. Uh, we see uh, how Mac uh, is, is tied to Dennis and how those two interact with each other. We get a very great example of that. Like you said, Frank's a little troll who is a greedy man after money. Uh, Dee's running her grift, and every single thing that Charlie says in this show, as usual, is perfection. Yeah. I need you guys to sell me a little bit more on Dennis this episode. I, I did, like, a few things from him, but I was going to put that into humor, so I don't know. I would say Dennis is the weakest out of all of them, but I think when he steps into, like, that Hugh Honey, like... Yeah. The, like... Actually... I don't know the right word, but like the like the fake loving, like the manipulative, the yeah, the charming, yeah, manipulative. Like I feel like that kind of gets to his like creepy side a little bit. So, I before like before I go like give points to humor. What, I because I I'm, I agree with you when Dennis and to extent the 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 gang behind him when they were like describing what they shouldn't be doing to the family in front of them. I don't know if that's more characters or humor. I don't know. I, now that I think about it, I think I, I give Dennis credit for that. I think that's the character. That's, that's Dennis to a T. Him being him saying, "We're not going to do this at all. We're going to do this we? and that." Um, yeah. Dish. That's what he said. He says, "Why get weird?" Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So here's here's I agree with that because it's like, um, Dennis shows some really awful signs yeah. in this in this uh episode but when he is hugh honey when vic vinegar when mac is like pressing this dude talking about his wife like that like shout out pj Byrne. yes of course shout out pj Byrne, ray porter brian unger uh mallory linsky and benjamin cold k cold for uh being in this episode but um when max pressing him single thing you just said you just said nonsense i said uh, uh, the names of the guest stars but god damn it uh when mac is pressing him uh dennis is like actually concerned like looks shocked and at first uh, i didn't understand that because like it wouldn't be in dennis's wheelhouse to be like shocked by what mac says especially in that it's context pretending. but it's yes him playing this character of hugh honey mm. uh so i went from being confused and wanting to take away character points to now giving character points, which is how I got to my nine. Mm. Okay, I think I, I I think uh, I think I'm being convinced that this is kind of like the perfect characters for an episode. As far as it characters, is. yeah, hundred percent. All right, I'm going to I'll go to a ten. You're gonna go all the way to a ten with it? Yeah. Yes. I had some yeah. concerns. It's a smart. It's a smart choice. I had some concerns. Yeah, very wise. Really bad, very bad. wise. We back that. I had some concerns earlier about the characters, but I think that the more I look into it, the more I think remember. I'm like this, these, these kind. They're they're more than on point. So they're these, here. These two new writers come into this show and just start writing these characters like this, and you guys are like, ah, oh, yeah, that's it. This is perfect. Yes, because not exactly, only yeah. do I do I th think that every character plays like the best version of themselves. They all almost stepped into a character. Again, Frank didn't play really a character. 
D, I guess, was kind of being herself, but like she stepped into this like, oh, I'm this rich, like being taken care of person. Like, yeah, she was just a surrogate. Like it wasn't yeah. the way that the family was looking at it, but like she was like their queen, essentially the lifestyle she was living. So like every character was even playing. That's the Juno like, reference in the show. That's the Juno reference in Juno. Well, she like movie, she so. makes herself like at home. Like she does what D does. Like like oh you got this and then like walks into the other room and proceeds to check out you know the the thing and so she's like oh you got a pool and then oh, like starts to walk towards the pool. Then again I think it's grown woman does it. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but I guess you could take it from that angle, and it's way funnier in that angle. But yeah, it's, it's a very character-driven episode, more so than I the think. Plot. That's I want to give them more credit then for that, because again, it's one of those things where they make it funny enough to where it's not one of those where you have to get the reference to think it's funny. Like I, I've yeah. never seen Juno. I would have never gotten that. Like I didn't know yeah. any of that until you guys just said it now. But that whole storyline to me is still funny and hilarious. Well, obviously, because they made a whole movie about it. But you don't have to get the, like, direct movie references to think it's funny. Yeah. But they mm-hmm. also are constantly making references to everything. It's so very I think that's just more credit to them. It's very yeah. subtle and very, very good with the characters. So uh, I guess if we're all going to go for 10s, I'll go for a 10 as well. 10s across Ooh, the board. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, flush, flush, flush. Quotes, uh, quotes, 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 quotes. <laughs> oh, God damn it, guys. They all and only came from Charlie. They Maybe did. one or two, but one or two from quotes. one or two from uh, Frank. I gave the quotes a six. I was not. Yeah. I don't know. You'll yeah. have to sell me on this one. I got a 6.5. I'm right there with you. I'm there with you. Dish of the Day's taking an Adam route and saying it's not that good. No, Six. they're above average. I'm going to actually tank quotes. it. I'm going to actually tank it with a three. Sure. I've, a three? That's a bit too low. The small handful of quotes I found were all from Charlie, like you said. Like, Dudes get all tensed up? I will say the, the, the Jewish lawyer uh, got my favorite one of this episode where they're scheduling the duel and he says ah yes I'll, I got you penciled in for tomorrow at high noon <laughs> that one got me for some reason <laughs> I was looking for something uh, to do tomorrow at high noon anyways I think you have a tenuous grasp of the English language yeah that's good, yeah, that's good one. Another, that's a Brian good one. Unger just gets them all in yeah. how the state's got their shape that's that's one of my favorite in the whole episode when Frank's like, because they foreclosed on your bitch ass. I feel like they're very like, serious. In like, front of their kids. I guess we'll just use it like manly situations. Like I feel like using like bitch ass is like the most like childish, but like offensive, like insulting thing to like be called. Or boomer. Like if it's like, oh, you can't afford to pay for your food, like you bitch ass. Like I feel like that's like the most like insulting thing like you can say to someone. It's just kicking it's them while really they're down. Like, and it's just hilarious. Let's see what um, but anyways, um, another one that I, I think of all the time, I definitely don't like really say it, but when D, like anytime I go somewhere, I'm not expecting to see a pool. It's like, oh shit, is that a pool? Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I use it. I was just like, like, it's just going to be excited to see a pool. Was it even? <laughs> Jackknife. This is a really inviting pool. I mean, that whole conversation, you want to put that in humor. That like, I haven't swam in a pool in like a month. See Donnie when he walks into a house with a movie theater. Oh shit, you got a movie theater? That's not from Sunny. It's yeah. just the same quote though. A pool, a pool. I don't go anywhere yeah, like, that but my pool. Like, I don't even. I don't even necessarily think like it's like my reaction. Like I don't react like her, but it's like if I see it, like I immediately think of this yeah. quote. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like memorable. Is like, sure. the point I guess I was trying to make. That counts, Donnie. Like, I don't use it in all day. Like, but um, <laughs> another one that I say like I don't. I wouldn't say I use a lot. But it's like one of the funniest things. Another like very offensive, funny things that comes from this is the uncivilized deadbeats. That again, I don't use it a lot, but like it's just one of those insults from this that like is hilarious to me. Like I feel like that's more insulting than calling someone like a piece of shit or a douchebag or like like you're just uncivilized deadbeat. Like that's almost more insulting to me. I don't know. I think the, the, the... You, have a suit? you have a swimsuit I could borrow. You don't want my tubes to get all mm. tensed up. <laughs> The the, love. the worst was by was the worst insult while we're talking about insults was you eat my boogers. You eat, my, eat boogers. my boogers. This is very true. I did have yeah. that one written down too. I have that one too. With I, an exclamation point. I like the one 
I like when I like how Charlie doesn't like quite understand how babies work. And he's like, You're carrying someone's baby somewhere? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Baby. I wrote that one down too. It's it's literally everything. he saves everything this he one. Says, yes. He saves this one. Quotes wise, yeah. Eh. I uh, I demand satisfaction from him. I'm getting satisfied. I don't care. And then Matt, when Max says to he says, I see two trannies shooting at each other. Or that could be, it could have been Dennis, but that was a funny yeah, thing. How do you know the two trannies are lawyers? Yeah. It's because, an old book. It's, I don't it's an old idea. book. I don't have time to explain to you what I know. See, that's what I mean. Like, Humor. he was looking in this book. Was he just looking at the pictures? I have. I have so many questions, and they'll never get answered until they reach this episode on their podcast. Hummingbirds are legal tender. Hummingbirds that's, are legal that, that's tender. That's a good quote. Uh, Bird law in this country, it's not governed by reason, and that's, that's, that's a fact. The big that's one, that's the big one. And But that's also a fact, by the way. It's not governed by reason. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I think there's a lot more quotes that we just rattled off than like a lot of other episodes. I actually gave it a fairly good score. I gave it a 7. Nice. Mm, I'll move up to a 6.5. Let's go. Like, some of them I could see move why they could be into, into characters or humor. Yeah, but I think the characters and humor were already great enough as it is that they didn't need extra points. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I kept the, those points in the quotes. Yep, I'm with you. You know what? I'll go up to a four. Three is three is very harsh. Uh-huh. I'll go up to a four. Okay. Um, I don't know. You guys right. listed off at least another solid handful. Uh, a solid handful, and you move up one. Do you know how many I need to get for this to be a ten? No. What's your um? No, I don't. Four. My. My barometer is 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 minimum like twenty. Really? Like you got like every line of the script needs to be amazing for me to give this a ten. Like it needs to be a perfect script front to back. You're not wrong. I get that. For a ten, ten is hard for quotes. Ten is a hard for quotes. All right. But I'm not fighting for a ten, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Screw you guys. Five. Ooh, is that ooh. is that better? There we go. Ooh, ooh. I want yeah, you to feel comfortable with that. Ooh, now, what if I told you I was going to six, Adam? Ooh. Oh, what about don't a seven? Me oh, I might go time. seven and a half, Adam. I don't like you edging up. Can we move to humor? Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to humor. I'll keep it at a five. <laughs> no edging of the co-hosts here. Overall humor. This was a really funny episode. All everything I've said, everything aside, this is still uh, proving. Why season five is a memorable season. Oh, yeah. Starts it out pretty good. Not my favorite, but pretty good. Uh, seven out of ten for overall humor. What about you guys? I gave it an eight. The uh, battering ram really seals the deal. Um, <laughs> I like how it comes. The, the camera work on there is excellent because they're talking about they're going to have to break in. They change the locks. They brought a fucking battering ram. They knew they were going to change the lock. And there's their solution was the battering ram. That's that's my favorite part of that. Instead of battery, how do they have a battering ram? What the hell, Dennis? My it's where they get that in the yeah, first place. My door, my door, my, my, my door. door. <laughs> um, them completely. Yeah, no, this makes me laugh out yeah. loud multiple times. Yeah, if I'm by myself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I do start if I'm like if I'm ever turning on Always Sunny. Just to like turn it on if I'm going to bed or if I'm bored or randomly, I'll always normally turn on season five or season six. So I've seen this episode probably, I don't even want to exaggerate, like maybe a hundred times. It does not lose any value. I think it's fucking hilarious mm. every single time. Um, I do think there are some episodes that are better, so I give it a nine. I also gave it a nine. On that regard, I'll move up to a nine. Nice. Hell yeah, brother. I also gave it a nine. <sighs> yeah. I- I don't know. Like, part of me, part of me, this episode, huh? No, I yeah, see what right, you guys are coming it. for. <laughs> like, I, I see what what you guys are are going for here. I just can't get past the few problems I have with it, which are the ending of this episode. Is <laughs> it is, I don't know if it's gonna make sense. It's more endearing than than it is funny. Um, what? I I get Wait, that. How's it endearing? I'm, no, I'm endear you. <laughs> you got the gang all deciding in that moment 
we're we're getting in this pool and we're just we're just gonna have some fun. The plan fell apart. Oh, I see. You mean so like nothing the else immediate, matters? That was a power ring. Okay. I thought it added to the humor when Frank just enters the scene and there's a gate. Holy yeah. shit! When Frank just enters the scene, it yeah. says that's a really inviting pool. And then the next shot of him is him in the pool. <laughs> just to counter your point, real quick though, Braden, that I just thought of. Um, I will think I will say that I think it almost adds a little bit that D just lost what like twenty thousand dollars. The gang just lost their house. They like they just lost so much. Like they lost literally. I don't want to say everything, but like they just lost so much, and they're just like. Fuck it, let's chicken fight in the pool. Win. Like they could yeah, not care less. So, like I almost think that's a better ending. Like I get how you're saying like it is kind of endearing, I guess, but like it almost just emphasized that like they're just that dumb that they don't even realize like and that how big the, like they just fucked up. They think any pool is a public pool. That was the first pool. summer of the rest of our lives. But also, <laughs> what's even funny is about Frank's entrance. It's like a, a double entendre. He yells abort, abort, which is like abort, like their mission. But also yeah. the baby. Oh, no. the baby. Flush, yeah, come flush, on. Flush, flush. Oh, no. So like so like watching it again, I'm like, wow, that's kind of like like a double joke there that he says at the end. He 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 breaks down the door, he's like, abort, abort. He could yeah. be saying either or. That is a pretty that is a pretty uh and, great gag. Uh and D D they're you know, they're trying to like she's trying to like have their baby and D belly flops in the pool behind them. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. The uh, the threatening of yeah the threatening of um uh, the guy's wife and um and and him like how like they're like could you sign it sign it sign it now and then they think that they got like a purchase just because they threaten they threaten like their lives I like the the callback oh, to um so to the conversation that they were having at the strip club about the uh, power bottoms uh in, yeah. in previous episodes they had that callback yeah, in this episode. Bottom. Um, yeah, I don't know. I read somewhere that this episode was originally supposed to be in season four and this, this feels, this feels like a season four episode. You just said earlier that it felt like a season five. It's both. America explain. Honestly, (laughs) like it's this, it's this fresh start, but at the same time, it feels more of what we just saw not too long ago. If that makes sense. Not to me, it doesn't. <laughs> not a lick of fucking sense. Look, it's it's got this fresh blood in it. It's it's this this show the show is revamped on season five. A lot of people consider season five to be one of the best seasons. My question here is is this the best start to what people consider the best season? And I think no. Mm-mm. I don't think this season mm-hmm. I don't think this episode does what it needs to completely. There are massive laughs. I don't think it needs to do anything except make me laugh, and it did that. It did it like a handful of times. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go up to an eight, but I'm sticking at a seven. I don't care about you guys. I don't care. care. This is me me signing off on that. (laughs) I don't care anymore. We can't afford the right sets. Damn it, dude. Phil Collins has enough money. So what's the final verdict, everyone? Nine for my humor. That's nine. it. Nine. Nine. Not a nine-worthy episode. You guys are chuds. This is a seven at best. <laughs> You're a chud, what dude. This is a chud. Brayden. I don't know. I heard my brother say it, and I'm trying to sound hip and youthful. Millennial. So what, what is he? What is he? He's Gen, Gen Z. Z. <laughs> we're millennial. What? Are we? Yeah, we're like. Uh, who knows? It's all subjective. Who cares? Wild card. What? I found it. I gave it seven flushes out of ten because I I heard them say flush seven times. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, mine's very similar, but I gave it ten just for the chance in the beginning in general. Uh, what was the first one? Fuck, I don't even remember what the first one was. But the, oh yeah, news, the news, 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 and the flush, 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 house, 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 all of them. I just combined it and gave it a ten. I really love this episode. I gave this a, a six and a half jackknives out of ten. <laughs> that would like be that. your diving score for flooding that. <laughs> um, we got eight. 
for all the characters that uh, join the gang in this episode, the family, uh, the couple, and, of course, the Jew-ish lawyer. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go 8 out of 10 with it. All right, we shan't mince words now. We've gone tit for tat, and we have seen what we've got for each other. We have our scores now that we're going to put on the list of lists. Filibuster. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't even make it that far. I feel like the scores are pretty high for this. We'll, we'll, let's, let's see. Let's see. We'll have to revisit at the end of season five if you want to talk about the filibuster now. Oh, Donnie. Dad, I just started. S- started out, Donnie. What'd you give what? this episode? Oh, my score. Sorry. A nine. Donnie gives this episode a nine, which is going to put this episode at uh number one. Oh, sorry, no three. Didn't scroll up all the way. This is gonna be number fucking <laughs> now you're editing the viewers. Jeez. <laughs> this is gonna be number three for Donnie. It's gonna be technically tied for second with the gang solves the gas crisis. How did you manage to another do that? Crisis, the another gang crisis solved. solves a gas crisis and exploits a mortgage crisis. What do what do you think of that, Donnie? Um, uh, I mean, yeah, those are two of my favorite episodes so far. Again, the fact that I start on this season and watch this episode a hundred times and I still think it's fucking hilarious and I didn't hate my life wanting to have to rewatch it and talk about it. I think that's a very fair score. All right. Moving on. Dish of the day. What do you give this episode? I gave it an 8.1. 8.1. This is the only episode with that score on yours. This is going to be right in your top 10. What do you think of that? Is this top 10 worthy for you? This is definitely top episodes we've seen. I'd say that this is top 10 worthy. Top 10 worthy for sure. Oh, Jesus. Top 10 worthy I for sure. I think in the long sure. run, this might withstand top 10. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe not our overall scores, obviously, looking at it, but just my personal opinion, yes. Yeah, looking for you, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens after we get the score from Adam now. Let's see, uh, 7.9, Braden. Adam gave this episode a 7.9, the only episode with that score on your list. This episode is right on your top 10. What do you think of that? Number 10. Yeah, I think it's a good good place for me right here. It's definitely up there. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely where I wanted it to be. I don't know if I agree with you guys. I don't I'm not I'm not feeling it. Uh, I gave this episode the lowest score, obviously. I gave it a seven, uh, tying it up with Charlie Has Cancer from season one which I think is pretty fair. Uh, I think if you take a long look at everything that we're going to get in season five, you'll realize that this episode is uh, but mediocre in a long line of excellent episodes to come. So I'm going to save my higher scores for later this season and just give this one a seven. Uh, This one's in the middle of my list, basically, just above the top half. Should we do IMDB or the total score? Or do we do the total score yet? No, we haven't yeah, done that the, on our overall list. Well, we're we're gonna do the IMDb do here after. real quick. We have Uh-oh. let's. Uh, I must be new here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's it's been hey. too long. It's blowing from stupid. My first day here. Sorry. Sorry, I've been fighting in Ukraine for two weeks. What <laughs> show are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> the Office, mother. Uh, oh, fuck that. It's a bad show. I'd rather shoot myself. No, I'm kidding. That's Big Bang Theory. Whoa. That's Big Bang Theory. I'd rather... Uh... Anyways, uh, IMDb score. What do we give it, guys? What do you think? I'd rather put a Big Bang Theory. 9.1. 9. 9. I think a 9 point... Um... No, I think 8... I don't... 9. 9. I'm changing nine. to a 9.2. I, I think that they loved this episode. I think that they loved characters. They loved goofy... Characters like Vic Vinegar and Hugh Honey. So what? what what's everyone's final answer here? Because you guys changed like twenty times nine, and I couldn't keep nine point two. Okay. Nine point three. Nine point two. Nine point three. Nine. And a nine. You guys are all way too high for this episode. It got an eight point wow. three. Ooh. Eight point three. Two point two thousand votes. Uh, yeah, guys, not, not a fan favorite by any means. Not really close at all. This one's tied up with like, uh, I'm not a favorite of the fans now. Can I change my answer? No, no, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, can I, can I give it a (laughs) 4.6? No, (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) 
Can we can we I lower that bell? Score. No, can I change my guess, my IMDb guess? No, no, no. I got. <laughs> can we turn that sound down? We cannot. Can I change my IMDb guess? You cannot. <laughs> All right, guys. We got a total score of eight for this episode, which is pretty fair considering at one point we were waiting for an episode to break the barrier of getting an eight for a while there. So this episode is going to be number seven now on the list of lists, which now has uh, 47 entries total. Mm. We're coming up on entry number 50 onto the list of lists. What episode will be episode 50? In three episodes, we will be reviewing... Spoilers. The Gang Gives Frank an Intervention. Ooh. What a 50th episode review it will be. It could be a 10 out of 10. But we got we got we need an intervention. We got plenty yeah. of episodes and plenty of interventions coming, you guys. So don't you worry. Hit subscribe and uh, follow us and get notified when new episodes come out. And go check out the list of lists. We have this episode now on here. Go check it out on our subreddit, our Always Sunny Pod, where you can uh, talk more about it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with us. We have a good time talking to you guys and uh, hearing your guys' different opinions. So let us know what you like, what you dislike. Which episodes did we give too much credit? Which episodes uh, did we not give enough credit to? Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode review. Thank you for joining us for the start of season five. Feels like just starting over. To quote uh, not a walrus John Lennon. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Got what I need. I'm <laughs> sorry.